Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the uncomfortable truth. We are so glad to have you today. Thanks for listening. Have you ever went to the freezer to commence into a giant bowl of ice cream? Looked in the freezer that you knew there was ice cream there. Bluebell. Bluebell. This is important. Bluebell the night before. And all of a sudden, it's gone. And most likely, the container's still in the freezer, but it's empty. (laughs) (laughs) Or just enough to be one bite to tease you. There you go. Well, (laughs) at one point in my life, I did that, but we had an ice cream thief in our house named Brandon, (laughs) who when he sits down will eat a half of a container of Bluebell and empty the thing out. So... I was just totally, this is back in our younger days, I don't know how old we were, I was totally frustrated that my brother had eaten the last bit of ice cream, the last half, half gallon of ice cream, and went into a rage and grabbed a butter knife and threw it at his feet. (laughs) Fortunately, I didn't hit him, and fortunately, he didn't kill me. He just went and got mom and dad, and they handled it. That was uncomfortable. Welcome to the uncomfortable (laughs) truth. That's awesome. I'll open us up in prayer, and then Mr. Obi is up today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you for, God, who you are in our lives. God, for inspiring us with your Holy Spirit and with your word. Lord, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for us on the cross, God, so that we can have a relationship with you. Lord, we just lift up this podcast, lift up Obi, that you just give him the words to say, God, impact your kingdom through those words, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, let's get started. Hope everyone's doing good this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whatever time it is while you're listening. Uh, hope you're all doing wonderful and that the Lord's blessing you. Um, so want to start out before I, you know, get into kind of what we're going to discuss today. I've, there's, there's a few books out there that I really want to make the listeners aware of. Uh, one of them is one I'm going to reference a few times today. Um, this one is written by Tony Evans. It's called Prayers for Victory in Spiritual Warfare. Um, this isn't like your normal start to finish, just read type book. Um, you know, it reminds me of another book that my mom had gotten me a long time ago that I lost. And then she got it for me again later in life because it's such a great reference book and it's called God's awesome promises. And so, uh, this book that I'm referencing that Tony Evans wrote is very similar, uh, in the way that it's written in that to me, it's more of a reference book. Um, it's more of a book to where, you can you can open this thing up and you can look at the table of contents and you can look for different areas in your life that you might be struggling, whether it's adversity, whether it's um, 
anxiousness, whether it is you're struggling with your children, you're struggling in your marriage, you're struggling financially, all these different things that we struggle with in our everyday lives, these books that I'm talking about, you can you can go and find that area where you might be having some challenges and struggles, and then it will reference it, point you to Scripture uh, throughout the entire Bible. I mean, you might go to one particular topic, you know, for example, depression or being wary or being anxious, and it may give you 15 or 20 scriptures to lean on uh, that you can go read that are going to help you maybe cope, help you to, uh, to, to beat that challenge that you might be facing in your life. Um, so if you haven't read or if you don't have a book like that just sitting on your nightstand, which is, I think, a great place for it, um, because that's exactly where I keep mine. Like I said, it's called God's Awesome Promises. I don't even know who the author is. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it's it's um, God's Awesome Promises, and it's it's strictly a reference book, but it's it's a great thing to keep on your nightstand to whenever you're having those moments. Yes, that's it. Who's the author of that, Brandon? That is Jay Countryman. Okay. J Countryman, God's Awesome Promises by J Countryman. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent nightstand book. If you're sitting there, if you're concerned about anything, I'm telling you anything, you can open this book and in the first 10 pages, find that area that you're struggling with. It's going to take you to that chapter where it references and talks about how to deal with maybe whatever that is. And so... That leads into this book that uh, I have finished. Um, it's it's called Prayers for Victory and Spiritual Warfare by Tony Evans. And every chapter is about four pages. And this book, um, it will pick a topic. And then Tony Evans, the author, will lead you through um, basically a prayer of of filling filling yourself with God's armor, you know, each each piece of each piece of the armor of God, you know, whether that be the helmet of sal- salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, uh, the belt of truth, you know, the sword of the spirit, um, all all of those um, all of those pieces of armor that that we are called to put on every day to fight that spiritual battle that the devil's going to be trying to beat us. He's going to be trying to beat us. And again, this book just picks different topics and then walks you through a prayer of how to deal with that topic and, um, and how to ask the Lord to strengthen you and support you within that particular topic. And so the one that, that really stuck out to me, Uh, that I really wanted to talk about today because I felt like that as a group collectively, it's absolutely something that we all struggle with. Um, It's something that we all have moments of weakness in. And um, what it is, is the topic is when I am wary, when I'm wary, what do I do? And so what is wary? You know, uh, you know, Mr. Webster, uh, the dictionary tells us that 
The definition of wary is feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion. Excessive exertion. So a lot of people, when they think about wary, they think about being sleepy. You know, they think about just being tired. So you know what it feels like to feel exhausted, you know, wary, to be weighed down by a heavy burden. But being wary is very different from being sleepy. You can usually fix sleepiness, you know, with a, with a good nap. You know, you're, you're going to feel better after a nap or maybe a good night's rest. You can usually fix it that way. Um, but wariness dictates how you will feel and what you can and what you do. It dictates how you feel and what you do. Being wary means you can no longer relax. Being wary means you are no longer able to be at home with who you are. You've lost your peace. You know, that's that's what the Bible and the Bible talks about being wary a lot, guys. And so um Matthew eleven, twenty eight, twenty nine through twenty nine, that's our verse for the day. Matthew eleven, twenty eight through twenty nine. And it says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So, weariness takes on many shapes and forms. Um, You know, it can be emotional. It can be physically. You can, your soul can feel weary. You know, you can feel weary in your soul, but at the end of the day, God wants us to have peace and joy. And um, the guys in this room, we all are entrepreneurs. We all have businesses that we're trying to run. Um, you may be that person. You may not be that person. You may be someone you know that isn't running a business, but maybe you're wary in your family dynamic. Maybe, uh, you know, you're wary in, uh, you know, other aspects of your life. But at the end of the day, um, when I think about this, I think about the people in my life that maybe struggle to relax. Um, I have that problem sometimes. I know my brother has that problem sometimes. Um, And I think that I wanted to hit on this today because I think it's really important that we have rest, good, soulful rest. And I think that that's a big struggle for a lot of us. Um, You know, I feel like that, that we get so caught up in the monotony of this world of chasing our goals of chasing our goals whether that be for our legacy for our family for the legacy that we're trying to leave in the business world whether that's a generational financial blessing we are on a road every single day of grind we're grinding it out like that's literally some people's motto I'm going to wake up and grind. I'm going to wake up and grind. That's the name of an LLC that we have. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's There you go. So wake up and grind. I mean, that's literally the motto for a lot of people, business owners. On I mean, people that are 
that are just trying to get to that next level, whatever that next level may look like. You know, it's all relative. But nevertheless, I feel like that we live in a generation that doesn't know how to relax. We've taught, we've grinded for so long, so hard that that's become our lifestyle. And in those moments where we're supposed to be relaxing, we can't do it. All we want to think, all we can think about is business. All we can think about is getting to that next level, getting to that next thing. And guys, let's face it. Whenever we are acting in that capacity, it can hurt our witness. It can hurt our relationships and it can really put people, depending on your level of, you know, the way you go about that, it can it can hurt your ability to network. It can make people not want to be around you, you know, because people want to be around people that are fun, that are enjoyable to be around and that are having a good time, you know? So I think that there's a balance that we have to try to figure out. And that balance is really tough sometimes. And I think that uh, that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how you find that balance and I want to work it around the room here of, being, you know, in those moments where you're wary, you know, and I have them all the time, you know, and so I'm, I'm, I'm seeking advice. I'm also wanting our listeners to just kind of see, cause we're all different. Um, we all deal with it in different ways. And, and so, you know, in those moments of wary where you feel just so uncomfortable, you feel like you just can't figure it out. Uh, you're just tired you, you know, you feel you're tired of thinking about it. You're tired of the grind. You know, how do you relax? How do, how do you make sure that you relax? Because it's so healthy and or unhealthy, so to speak, if we, if we can't figure out that balance. Uh, it can be detrimental to our health. It can be detrimental to our witness. It can cause us to neglect our families and, and neglect things that are really important in our lives. So what do you guys do to keep the wariness and, and to, or to overcome it? What do you do to overcome being wary? It's a good question. Um, sometimes I don't know what to do, to be honest. Uh, recently, what I've been doing is real simple. I take 10 deep breaths. And I say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. That's what I've been doing recently. Because weariness, for me, weariness and anxiety are tying in together for me. The anxiety is playing into the weariness, and the weariness is playing into the anxiety. Yeah. And so. I think that's normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> So something that's been constantly on my mind the past week or two is optimization of my time, okay? Which when I don't feel like I'm optimizing it, which I don't know if I'll ever feel like I'm completely optimizing it. I'm very aware of that. I am searching for an answer, okay? Because business is growing. And in the back of my mind always, I'm like, is the energy I'm pouring into this taking away from the energy I need to be pouring into my family and to my relationship with the Lord? And 
I don't know the answer other than that the answer is I can always go back to the Lord and pray about it and uh, have something by my nightstand to reference, which I just ordered both those books, by the way, to reference because uh, we forget that the answer is in the Bible. But I think the thing that jumps out to me is we always talk about pouring from a cup that's full. And when we are experiencing weariness, it's like that cup has a little bitty hole in the bottom of it. And the more we try to fill into it, it's leaking out still. And the more weary there is, or weariness, excuse me, not weary, which worrying leads to weariness sometimes, uh, the bigger that hole becomes. So I can be pouring in all day long, but if it's got a leak in it, uh, I'm not making any progress to be able to pour into other people. Um, what the answer is exactly, Obi, I, d- I don't know. Um, I think when you, you know, I'm new to this entrepreneurial journey, uh, way newer to it than the other three guys in here, and it has consumed me. And I have loved it, but I'm not saying that that's a good thing always, okay? Mm-hmm. It ain't. Because it's, it's a, a... It's like a disease. It's like a drug that, uh, you know, we always uh, have to be think, aware. Yeah, I was going to say aware. You, you've got to recognize yes. that that's not healthy. That's right. Um, and it... <laughs> It's very hard mm-hmm. to recognize that that's not healthy because in your mind, you're thinking you, you, you develop, you do it and you grind it and it becomes so important. Mm-hmm. It becomes so important that you think that it's okay because you're, you, and, and you brainwash yourself. Mm-hmm. You absolutely brainwash yourself into thinking, well, you know, because I'm glorifying the Lord in this and I'm giving him the glory for anything that I accomplish, uh, it's okay for me to immerse myself into this. Yeah. And the fact is, is that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it makes you neglect your family. It makes you not be able to enjoy yourself in moments that are supposed to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Vacation. Okay. There's vacation exists for a reason. When's the last time that we took a mental vacation while we were on vacation? I'm telling you. Every that, vacation I take is a working vacation. Right. But your but, phone's on you. But you understand. It's not, there. But I, I don't. Yeah, no, it's a it's not. I'm not proud of that. Right. No, right yeah. yeah, I'm not either. I just I think I think that you have to, I think we have to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think we have to recognize that for what it is. And. What it is is it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. Now, granted, we look at all these other people and we think, whenever I take that mental vacation while I'm on vacation, who all is passing me by? Mm-hmm. Who all is put, who all is catching up with me and I'm getting behind the eight ball on? That's what our mind does. And that's what the devil tells us. Mm-hmm. He, he lies to us and he tells us that, that mental vacation that we just took, oh, that you, you just got behind. Well, what we don't understand and we have such a hard time with is that mental vacation, it puts us in a situation to where when we check back in, we're stronger. We're, we're more motivated than we were because we haven't given ourselves a break. You know, and, and it's just so hard for guys that are entrepreneurs and are running their own business and they've been doing it. They're either starting out, they've been doing it for so long. They develop these, these systems 
that aren't real healthy all the time. Yeah. And I think we've got to recognize that. Yeah. <clears throat> what you're saying makes me think about um, the um, the book or the article that you sent me a while back. Um, and um, the Enneagram test, you know, and, and talking about how top three, and I think we can all agree we're top three on the uh, Enneagram. We're all top three to some degree. Some degree, yeah. 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 Um, and um, it just talked about how a top three living in America is like an alcoholic living above a saloon. And uh, because we want to get out there and, and be the, the I, I guess, the people that are making it happen. And, and we're, we want to drive. Yeah. Be and, the driver. And, uh, you know, it. we're very convicted about that and uh, not quitting and just going a million miles an hour, a million, you know, percent of the time. And, but, um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a real thing. Like I said, it's kind of like a, a disease or an illness, uh, but we don't realize it because we're, we're having a good time working hard. And, you know, um, I, it reminds me tough. of, of our, our guest we had a while back, Chris Gordy, who was very successful, but he did, he made it very clear that his business is the way that he exemplifies his relationship with the Lord. So I think that's a good place to come back to as well and go, okay, there's a healthy way to do it. Yes. Yes. And if I'm, if I'm busting my tail and, and really getting after it, but my most MIT, I heard this today in a book about time management that I was listening to on the way over here. Most important task is to share Jesus's word is everything that I'm doing interwoven with that. And if it is, then I think the next equation or problem to solve is, am I also meeting the responsibilities as a father, as a husband, as a business owner that are exemplifying what the Bible says about being those things? And, you know, for me, I've gotten better at, you know, obviously prayer and uh, time to myself and uh, just stepping away in the mornings when nobody else is awake, but also asking my wife, hey, am I, because I can go, I can go full throttle the other way and work 15 hours a day for two weeks straight, but that's not healthy for our family. So I've got to be open enough to go, hey, I feel like I'm a little drift, I'm drifting here. You know, are, are you feeling that too? And she'll say, yeah, or she'll tell me ahead of time, hey, I'd really like you to not work in your office today. And if I'm communicating with her ahead of time, it makes it easier to have those conversations. Because here's the side for me that I've never experienced before. I've never been the provider in a way that if I don't succeed, my family doesn't eat. Okay? I'm never, I'm, I'm new to that game. That's all new to me. I'm at Boy, that's fun, it. isn't it? I mean, it really, I, I, I'm saying I, I, I'm a little it, addicted to the, it. The that's pressure, the, the pressure of that, is a motivation. No doubt, for sure, no doubt. And I think the whole point that Obi's bringing up is when that's going on. I think the the lens is is for me. Am I staying in the Word? Am, am I going to the Word when I'm not sure? I, I I think I think that it's important to understand that. There is a healthy way to do it in the Amen. end of the story. Yeah. There's a healthy way to do it and recognizing and having people in your life that are pointing out and, and that you can lean on to say, 
am I, am I heading, am I pointed in the right direction? You know, am I maybe leaning too far this way Mm -hmm. or am I leaning too far this way? Because we all know and we all believe that our families are the most important thing on this earth. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, we talked about in our last podcast, leaving generational blessings I mean, leaving a legacy, mm-hmm. Le- leaving a legacy. Uh, you know, the the first thing that came to mind was our families. So like you just said, Brandon, where, you know, MIT, mm-hmm. what did that stand most for? Most important task. Yeah, what is my most important task? Like you, your most important task, spreading the gospel mm-hmm. and pouring that into your kids so that generationally you're leaving a legacy, <laughs> they're going to leave a legacy and you're putting a system into place. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing. Um, I, I just think that we've got to have a self reality check, um, and I think that because we know our nature, I feel like that self reality check needs to probably be weekly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one thing that just I've gotten real heavy into. If anytime you do any type of business with me, Shane can tell you this. If you start talking to me in theory and it's about numbers, I'm I'm lost. But if you can tell me your theory with numbers, even if they're made up, I'm right there with you. Like I'm tracking. So Shane will start telling me something theoretical. No, 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 no. Tell me in numbers. I don't care if they're the real numbers or not, because it just clicks in my head. So practically, let me this is what jumps into my mind. If I'm spending fifteen hours a day working my tail off but my business that I built can pay someone else $500. That would be a blessing to them to spend three hours a day on it. And that gives me back eight hours in that day. Hypothetically, even though that money may not return to me day one, is it worth what's most important to me? Right. And that's kind of the way I've tried to look at things and I'll put it on a whiteboard. It's the Jewish rabbi way. There you go. That's exactly right. So, there are ways to do this, and OB, the people we're around um, make a huge difference in this. My business partner and I were having a conversation before we before I got here, and it was a very pointed and blunt conversation in a good way. We were holding each other accountable. He knows my weaknesses, and I know his, and we were calling them out because we're not going to grow if we don't. So you got to right. be around people that are willing to do that for you. Brandon, you brought up a good point. You're talking about you and Leah having conversations uh, just about where you're at. Yeah. I think one of the first things that we have to do to combat this weariness and this idea that we always have to be pushing and striving for the next level is that first we have to be aware of what's going on. And once, once we're aware, we have to name it. You have to name it to know, and when you name it, it's there and you can figure out how to proceed and how to move forward. So many times I think about times with my wife and I, when I know there's something between us where I know there's something, something's bothering her or something's bothering me. There's something there in our relationship. Isn't at the greatest moment. There's something dividing us. And sometimes I'll ignore it because I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, that always works out great. Yeah, it does. <laughs> But sometimes we'll name it and we'll say, I know something's bothering you. Can we talk about it? And when you name it, 
it takes the power away from the issue. It removes it removes the stigmatism or the 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 issue that is dividing. Same thing with God. When there's something between oh, us and God good. and we name it, God, I'm feeling this today. God, I'm feeling weary. I'm feeling disconnected from you. I feel like it may be because of this, God. What have I done to separate myself from you? Help me walk through this, Lord. Let me talk to a buddy. This is what's going on. Help me walk through this. Name the issue before you can move forward. Yeah, a big, the whole thing about naming things is vital because when you don't name it, it's like this abyss that's there and it's, it's an anchor on you, which creates weariness. And then pride starts creeping in for me, you know, and you, and then you go, well, I can handle this myself. And then it gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And then uh, the reason I chuckled at Shane's, uh, when I said that always works out great is because I'm very experienced in not naming it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And the result that comes from that, uh, you know, in any walk of life. So that's, and the, and the truth is, is that lay all our burdens down. Where can we do that? And that's that daily walk with Jesus where we can have a conversation with him. I think people get that. Uh, me too. I get it so confused. He wants a personal minute by minute, second by second, daily relationship. And that's a good thing. That's a blessing to us. It is absolutely a blessing. Um, you know, God doesn't want us to be wary. And uh, God has made it to where we have we have something to go to to rid our minds, our bodies, our souls of that wariness. And it's Jesus. We can go to Jesus. And uh, he tells us that he will give us rest. Mm -hmm. He will give us rest for our labors. But we've got to go to him. We got to seek him. Um, you know, I just, I think that that's, you know, what we kind of end on is, um, you know, God wants to release you from that wariness too. Um, you know, he wants you to experience the fullness of life he has in, in store for you. And the fullness of life that he has in store for you includes rest. Um, it absolutely includes rest. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. It's been another episode of The Uncomfortable Truth. If you would, like the podcast or subscribe, share it with others. If you got something out of it, let the Lord use this in your life to move you forward. Also, the verse for the day was, what was that, Obi? Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 29. Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 29. Brush come up. To, Go yeah. ahead. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Amen. That's just 28. That's not 29, too. <laughs> That's well, okay. Go ahead and read it. Brush up on it today. Meditate on it. Go kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.